0: The WWE tonight cared more about its live audience than its peacock audience and a major return and a lot of stuff for SummerSlam tonight. So let's get into Tapout Talk. everybody welcome to money in the bank 2021 tap out talk i am your host brian and let's get into it um i want to start out and i just want to say i'm very disappointed with the wwe tonight um you know and actually i take that back to be more accurate i'm very disappointed in the peacock streaming network tonight and i feel like They um, did the WWE fans and the brand a very, very huge misjustice tonight. So I wanted to come on here and on the show, and I wanted to talk to you guys about Money in the Bank 2021. And I paid my money to watch this show, and I put my time into this podcast. And I wanted to talk about it and enjoy the product tonight. And and Peacock had made it very hard tonight. Um, At first, I thought it was on my own internet at home. But as I am messaging with some friends and I talk to them, and this was the Peacock Network. This was not individual internet. So this was definitely all around the globe tonight. So um, let's get, I just want to say that starting out. So that could affect my review here, my thoughts, but I'll try not to let it to a certain extent. But it was a part of the show for me, and I want to talk about that. So let's get into it. Um you know, our poster girl here, Bianca Belair, Miss um, Money, she is our women's champion, and um, she was not able to compete tonight. They were supposed to, she's running a really good program right now with Bailey, and Bailey is going to be out for possibly up to a year and a half due to a uh, knee injury, basically uh, do a, to a training session that she had with, um, the performance center. So a mandatory trainings, um, that Vince McMahon had all the performers happen. A lot of people were mad at Bailey being out. Now I understand injuries happen. These are sports that's life. So I'm going to give WWE a pass on that. I think these guys should get back into shape and conditioning. That's part of the job. But it is a shame that Bailey is now out for a while. And they didn't know what to do with Bianca. Because, you know, Bianca is a young, inexperienced champion. And she needs to have good dance partners to partner with. And I feel like Sasha was a good first one and Bailey was the second. I've been saying it for a while on this channel. <sighs> Who's Bailey's next dance partner? And, um, you know, possibly the Money in the Bank winner tonight will be, you know, a sign of that. Who knows? But I highly doubt it. So... Let's see how it goes. All right, we're going to start in with our first match on the pre show. Uh, we had a fun tag team match with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We had a first father and son uh, combination here in Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Dominic is, this is his first time wrestling in front of a live crowd, so you could tell he was really enjoying it. And they had a good opening package where they went out to the ring together and. Um, they are met the Usos who are also family, right? So this was billed as a family versus family tag team championship match. Um, pretty good match back and forth. The, you know, I feel like this was, could have went a little bit more, but it just ended up being kind of the precursor for something later. And so, um, the Mysterios actually did end up losing the titles tonight. And to the Usos, it was the right call. The Usos actually cheated to win uh, by holding and helping with the pin. But that got the Usos the gold around, you know, the Uso dynasty and the uh, the Roman Empire, right? So they went backstage. They celebrated. Uh, Roman told them it wasn't over yet. And they all recognized them as the head of the table, all that stuff. But I'm glad to see the Usos get the titles back. I feel like you know you put your titles on your true tag team champions, and with everything they're doing with Roman, yeah, the Usos need to have titles hanging on their shoulders as well. If you want to make this stable, you know, Samoan Dynasty look legit, so I gotta applaud the um, WWE here for this kickoff title change, and I want to see the Usos have a nice long reign along with Roman. Up next. Here we go, money talk. That's right, up next, the Money in the Bank 2021 Women's Ladder Match. Uh, This started out the show, because you know what, when you have two of these kind of matches on the same show, you cannot have them back to back, that's just how these shows have to be mapped out now. Um, I actually had my prediction of the order of all the matches, and I hit 100 on that tonight, so um, I had it right down the line. So okay, let's get in. Uh let's look at these competitors and let's look at who's actually gonna have a chance to win this thing because it's all up in the air. In my mind, um I see Tamina and Natalia, who are the tag team women's champions, so they're not winning this. Okay, so there we go. I see um Liv Morgan, a case could be made for her if they truly wanted to push her and get behind her, she kind of rejuvenate herself. Um, You have Nikki Ash, a.k.a. Nikki Cross, as a superhero now. No chance that she's winning that, right? Um, I have Alexa Bliss. Mm, She can do some weird voodoo stuff now, and Alexa is a champion, a former champion. But I don't think that's the right fit for her in this situation. So then you have Naomi. I mean, you could always go to Naomi. Naomi's a proven, you know, performer, and... I'm a big fan of her work. So I feel like she knows how to reinvent herself and does good in these kind of matches. Uh, then I look at Asuka. I'm a huge fan of Asuka. I mean, so she is definitely, you know, top of the list that could win. But you're not going to let her win back to back, are you? Or unless you want to create history. And then there was Zelina Vega. And I was thinking for a moment, WWE, they could let Zelina Vega win just to appease her for coming back to the WWE and kind of dropping the whole unionization stuff and the trouble she caused him. So what happened tonight? We actually got a pretty good match back and forth. They're going back at it. Um, And there were some moments you thought all these different stories were kicking out. Alexa Bliss actually uh, hypnotized Zelina Vega and made her walk down the ladder with her and then try to sneak up the ladder and then you got a couple of nice high spots with all the other people. Um, Liv Morgan has some good action tonight. looked impressive. There was one spot in particular I loved where it was Natalia climbing up the ladder, trying to get the Money in the Bank briefcase. And then all of a sudden, you have Liv Morgan on her back. And le- like you have, let's see, Liv Morgan, Selena Vega all hanging on her back. And I thought it was very metaphoric of Natalia's career in the WWE. All these young up and coming girls hanging off her back while Natalia does all the work and really tries to climb the ladder, so to speak and grab the gold ring or the prize. And then all these girls, you know, just are clinging on to her and they end up trying to grab the briefcase, right? So I feel like that's a very, you know, indicative of Natalia's WWE career so far. So I look at that, and so the match ends with all the ladders set up in the ring, and all the competitors all up on the ladders, all at the same time fighting for this you know, uh, briefcase opportunity. And the last person I thought that would win this match was none other than Nikki Cross, or now known as Nikki um, Ash. Okay, so um, a super... Almost a superhero is her new gimmick, guys. So it's she's doing the Molly Holly thing right now, the Hurricane Molly Holly, that kind of stuff. So Nikki Cross, in case you didn't know, is now a superhero called Nikki Ash. Okay. And it means almost a superhero. And she won the money in the bank and went, you know, really just stole it and ran out. Um, You know, I feel like every year now we're going to have a serious money in the bank winner and we're gonna have kind of a joke one last year otis won money in the bank and that was the joke one and now we had and when we had oscar win that was the serious one so um i guess this is going to be the joke of the year is having her be the money in the bank briefcase and i guess we'll just have to see what the guys bring us to see if they bring us a real competitor for money in the bank All right, speaking of comp- competitions, we have the Raw Tag Team Championships up next. AJ Styles and Amos versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, pretty good little tag team match. I will say I like a lot of the guys in this match. Um, let's start out with Amos. This guy, and you know, I've been saying for months, where has the WWE been hiding him, right? Because it, you, he's a big guy. He's over seven foot something. Um, he's a seven foot 70, I think. And then he is so far like he's just a, he's a big guy he's still a little green but that's what you do with guys like that you pair them with one of the greatest wrestlers in the world AJ Styles okay what they're doing is they're doing the Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash thing or Diesel right and they're pairing these guys together kind of doing that they're letting almost develop as a big man because WWE probably needs another big you know big man but um AJ Styles also it cycles him out of the main event picture temporarily but keeps him around a title, lets him develop some guys and then you know AJ will be back up in the main event soon. AJ is a he's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. I would say AJ and Kenny Omega are probably two of your best wrestlers in the world. Um, now the Viking Raiders, they are a good tag team. I like watching them. I like that they use tag team moves. They got that old school tag team vibe and feel. It reminds me a lot of what uh, FTR and the revival did, you know, a few years ago. And so I do enjoy them. I thought the match was okay. Um, It was really about featuring Amos for the first major time. And I think he did a good job. He oversold a little bit, but it wasn't anything that was a deal breaker. Um, WWE just needs to keep this guy around, and they need to just kind of keep encouraging him and pairing him with AJ. Um, I feel like Amos could be developed into something, a bit of a monster, but he's definitely got the size on his factor, and so I'm going to see what he does there. But uh, this match, um, they did retain their titles. Viking Raiders will live to fight another day or another war, but for now, AJ and Amos got the belts. All right, up next. This is where action picked up a little bit. So, uh, Bobby Lashley has been challenged to get back to dominant, and boy, did he ever tonight! Um, now, I love Kofi's gear. Every time Kofi Kingston comes out, I try to look at what his gear is and get an idea because he's just a special, you know, meeting between games and shows and culture. Well, tonight I was looking at it, and I finally figured it out. He was Skeletor from the new He Man upcoming series on Netflix that's coming out, and I knew the color scheme and I loved the shoes, and I was like, okay, there it is, he's Skeletor. So because um, the bone, and I knew they were in Texas, and it was a you know a cattle bone with a unicorn on it, so it was a nice touch. Um, I always enjoy their outfits and Kofi's you know effort they put into their talent, but um, you know, are we going to have Kofi Mania? tonight that was the question are we going to have another Kofi moment and the answer is no we're going to have a back to dominant moment with Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley come out here and he dominated Kofi Kingston to the end of the world okay and he gave him he threw him around the ring threw him in the ring post slam after slam picked him up held him on his shoulder dominator Picked him up again. Another Dominator. Again, third Dominator. And then he threw him in his full Nelson and just pushed on his neck so hard that Kofi just passed out. That's what you get with Bobby Lashley. Back to Dominant, okay? I'll tell you what this was tonight. This was nothing to do with Kofi. This was a message to Brock Lesnar from Bobby Lashley tonight. He wants to get back to dominant. And the most dominant beast incarnate is Brock Lesnar. And I believe these two will go at it at SummerSlam or sometime very soon. Okay, So I feel that this was his way of getting Brock Lesnar's attention for a match at SummerSlam. He tore through. And matter of fact, last time we seen Brock Lesnar... One of the last times we've seen Brock Lesnar, he was tearing through Kofi Kingston himself. So, Kofi is the catalyst for this Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar matchup. And this match was very short, but it served his purpose. I'm moving a story along, and the promo that follows is going to be the real deal. And we're going to see if we're going to get Lesnar versus Lashley at SummerSlam. Up next, we had the Raw Women's Championship Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. My opinion, this is one of the best matches of the night from a pure wrestling standpoint. These two have chemistry. I've enjoyed their Hell in a Cell match last month, or their Hell in a Cell competition last month. I knew it would continue on to another month, and I'm loving the storyline. You know, I even watch this and I look at these two, and I'm like, "Eh, it's Charlotte Flair and it's Evil Charlotte Flair. They look kind of similar in a sense. And so, you know, I look at this. These um, they like each other. They have chemistry. They work with each other. Charlotte, for some reason, really believes in Rhea, and she should. I think Rhea is a star in the making. Um, I believe Rhea is more of a star in the making than you know a Bianca Belair. You know, I feel like Rhea is there, and Belair just needs to mature a little bit. Um, but Rhea Ripley, I mean, this girl already changed her look up majorly, and so these guys going at it. Um, and this match was back and forth. It was a good match. It actually got the, this is awesome chant from the crowd. Um, the crowd at first was chanting, we want Becky, we want Becky, right? And then we finally got into the, this is awesome chant because these women worked their butts off. And, um, at the end of the day, I didn't know who was going to win this. I really didn't. I could see, I kind of wanted Rhea to retain, but it just kept going, and Charlotte ended up, you know, taking dominance on her a little bit, too. They, Rhea was dominant, but Charlotte ended up getting the win with strategy. She uh, used Rhea's leg in the steel ch- um, steps and banged them and then pulled it out, and then she did the figure eight for the win. But before that, she hit the natural selection off the top rope where she thought that was going to be it. Um, Rhea will be back. And these two will probably still have a hell of a payoff feud. Um, probably a SummerSlam again. And I think they're going to have a big payoff. So SummerSlam is looking like a stacked card. It's going to start lining up with mid-card and, you know, on up. So they're thinking about their matches and they're keeping. That's what's awesome. Um, so Charlotte Flair is your new Raw Women's Championship. And, uh, you know, she deserved it. Either women of these women deserved it tonight. So... I was proud to see this match, and, you know, the result really didn't matter to me. I just enjoyed the match itself. So, I want to see these two wrestle at another high-caliber thing. You know, maybe they can go, you know, I don't know, you can't do Hell in a Cell again, but maybe we can figure out some kind of stipulation match for a payoff with these two. So, So, that was the women's championship match. And new champion, Charlotte Flair. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. All right, we had the men's money in the bank ladder match. Okay, this is was a frustrating match for me. Um this is where Peacock's network just really started going in and out, in and out, and it was doing a little tonight, but this was really, really bad. Um I think Renee Young on Twitter was tweeting and she said, Should I just stop watching? You know, and I felt like Renee was saying the exact same things we were all watching, right? And I was like, no, I want to talk about this with people on my, on our show here. So, um, here's what we got. So I'm gonna go through. We have Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Riddle, Ricochet, John Morrison, Biggie. Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. So, there's a lot of talent in this matchup. So, who do we think is going to win? We have, I'll tell you what, we have a lot of star studded talent in this match, okay? Riddle is athletic, Ricochet is athletic, Johnny Drip Drip, you know, John Morrison, very athletic. Those are your guys that are hitting your bumps and spots, right? Um, then you have guys that made you think, oh, they could win or might win. And then for that you have you know Kevin Owens is, you can't ever count him out he's a you know former champion himself um, you got Drew McIntyre you got you know um, Shinsuke Nakamura kind of a B level guy now and then you have uh, Seth Rollins we know he's got a real chance you know um, what happens is and you got Big E who is kind of your mid card guy so what happens is. Uh, during the match, a lot was going on in this match. A lot of just spots with the ladders. Uh, definitely was a spot fest tonight. And it was, again, this was tough for me, guys, because it kept chopping in and out all night. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I had to keep restarting it and trying to. Uh. So from what I gathered, you know, besides Peacock in this match, you know, tearing it up, I got into, I could see that Johnny Nitro and I could see that Ricochet and them were hitting their spots like they're supposed to. Um Shinsuke was doing a lot of dancing around. And then uh, I didn't see really much with Kevin Owens, but I did see Drew McIntyre get taken out of this match and attacked just as he was about to win by none other than his former 3MB partner Jinder Mahal. The modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal, and his new group of cronies, and they dragged um Drew McIntyre out of the arena, and he was done for the night. Um, Seth Rollins came up short on this and didn't quite get it. And Biggie Langston, you know, and that, I will call him that Biggie Langston got up to the top of the road or top of the ladder and pulled that case down. And he is your new money in the bank champion. And what kind of opportunity is he's going to steer his career, right? Kofi just got decimated by Bobby Lashley. So this sets up a very interesting thing because if Bobby Lashley you know, doesn't get Brock Lesnar, which I think he will, Big E could go looking for revenge for his buddy Kofi and cashing in his money in the bank. And I mean, this could get interesting because how about this idea, guys? What if Big E cashed in his money in the bank in the first ever cash-in where it's been done in a fatal four-way match? Okay, and Big E would choose who those wrestlers would be. So it would be Kofi, Big E, Xavier, and Bobby Lashley in a fatal four money in the bank cash in. I'd be interested in seeing that. And this way you have the new day all competing for the title as friends. And maybe who knows? They might trade on each other. I think that would be an amazing storyline to watch to see if they truly are have a friendship that bands together. So anyway i'm not hating this one um I, I hated i didn't get to see it as much but it worked kind of at the right times for me but i'm gonna say biggie that's a solid choice okay um he can hold on to this thing for a year and then kind of use that strategy later on to kind of help elevate maybe the whole new day you never know so congrats biggie and finally, we get to our main event. And before it starts, we get Seth Rollins very angry that he lost money in the bank and saying he's doesn't care. He's the number one contender, and he's going to move on. He's next in line. All right, so this match happens, and um, Edge comes out, and then he's waiting in the ring a long time. He, they're really telling the story of journey and redemption from Edge. And then out comes Roman Reigns after making Edge wait in the ring for a really long time. That's a very good dominant home court advantage in play. Um, Roman comes out with Paul. Gets in the ring. These two start having their match. It started out a little slow for me tonight. Um, I feel like it was just kind of, they were going through some spots and they were going through some motions. and um, And then it picked up a little bit here and there. It got to a point uh, more towards the end when um, these guys actually had a a spear versus spear competition, you know, because some people wanted to see that. So they, you know, one went for a spear and then Edge actually smacked Roman with a spear where he thought he was going to win. And you get a little interference. Here come the Usos running down to save their tribal chief. But there's two shadowy figures chasing them down the ring. You can't quite see who they are. And then all of a sudden it was Ray and Dominic Mysterio who just lost the titles to the Usos earlier today. So that came back to bite them and they had grabbed the Usos and beat them up and throw them in the back. So Roman's on his own in the middle of the ring about to tap out with that piece of that chair in his mouth in a cross face and edge you believe is maybe going to win this thing. And then what happens is uh, there's no referee still. And then all of a sudden, In comes Seth Rollins, and he just kicks Edge right to the back of the neck, in the back of the head, and Edge is down. And then he rolls over, and then him and Roman have a little bit more of a match. Roman pins him. It's the end. And Seth comes back in starts attacking Edge again. And you're thinking, what is this, a shield connection? And then he gets up, and he looks at Roman, and he says, I am next in line. And then he leaves. And then we get the biggest return of the night, guys. And this will confirm SummerSlam. Okay. At first I thought it was going to be SummerSlam, Roman versus um, Seth Rollins. And I think that match could still happen. But something bigger just came along. So now I believe we're going to get Edge versus Rollins at SummerSlam. Which that will be a good match too, seeing those two go at it. Maybe a number one contendership match. And Roman grabs his mic to address this, and all of a sudden, music hits, and it's John Cena. John Cena is back in the WWE, and he comes down. His music's hitting, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little excited to see John Cena, okay? John's been away, and you miss John's presence at these things, right? It was just nice to see. That caliber star back in the ring in a live crowd. So John comes down and his music's playing. He's just looking at Roman. And you know this is now going to be the SummerSlam main event. So here's what SummerSlam is shaking down. You're going to have Roman versus Cena. You're probably going to get Edge and Rollins. You're probably going to get um, Lashley versus, you know, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar. I still believe he would return. So, I mean, that's three solid stacked shows right there just for SummerSlam. Um, And honestly, I don't think that would be the end of Flair versus um, Rhea Ripley. I think there's a stipulation match that can still be had there. So, right there's four solid matches already built up for SummerSlam. So, I'm looking forward to the next build. But I will say the WWE tonight even though they did a good job, they tried to put on a good show. They got the fans involved and it was fun. Um, It's a shame that this Peacock partnership ruined this show tonight for me Um, because I really wanted to be there and I really wanted to see it. And I really wanted to, you know, just be part of this crowd that's coming back. Right. And I feel like Peacock took that away from us a little bit tonight. So this partnership has not been good. Um, I don't like the Peacock network compared to WWE network. I think, wwe did their platform better um you know like the content is more organized it's more you can get to where you want um i I actually just truly believe that we should be hitting a portal all the way through that just takes us to the wwe network instead of them trying to put all their stuff on the peacock network because you know you could just have portal access from the u.s through it into it so but that's kind of the deal we got tonight so it didn't ruined the show a little bit for me, but uh, the show ended on a good note, and I was smiling when I seen John Cena come back. Um, And I'm not a a big John Cena guy, but it was nice to see this, and it's going to be nice to see, you know, Roman got past Edge, another legend, and now Roman's going to be able to take on one of the Ultimate guys and see how he does at SummerSlam. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know if uh, streaming really messed with you guys tonight. Um, You know, I was just sitting here like, man, this... Maybe we ought to go back to watching DVDs <laughs> instead of streaming uh, this stuff on the internet. But I agree with some of the uh, past wrestling starters like Renee. You know, and said, should I just stop watching now? Because, you know, it was just kind of on and off, on and off. So they got to get that fixed for us to enjoy the product and push it. So, But anyway, um, I would say overall for the night, WWE did a good job of on the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte Flair match. That was my best match of the night. I'm going to say they did a good job telling the main event story with Roman and Edge. And then I liked the quick match with Bobby and Lashley. Um, I I like that as a kind of threat to a Lesnar style. Um, The Money in the Bank matches kind of fell short for me today. So one of them was maybe because I just couldn't see it all. And the other one, though, the superhero, Nikki winning. I mean, come on. So I'm going to say they did their championship matches well. They did their network poorly, which could have probably ruin some of the money in the bank you know processes but there you have it guys i just want to say thank you for watching please like share and subscribe it really helps me out you can always change your mind um for now game over